I'm Logan Crawford, and this is The Right Way, a video podcast where I speak to the world's most intriguing writers. Today, I am speaking with Loveheimer, the creator of an important must-have how-to manual on love and relationships. It is called The Land of My Naked Soul, an exciting journey on the wonderful and complicated land of love. Loveheimer, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me again. Thank you. It's a very complicated land of love. People have trouble even defining what love is. So let's start with the big question. What is love? Indeed, I think uh, I reflected myself on this question for years. However, I wrote yesterday an article. I got inspired somehow and uh, I wrote an article uh, and my answer that came via that article is that practically love comes from self-love first. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you think about self-love, you are te tempted to say, maybe it's about uh, taking care of certain boundaries, uh, go to a spa, have uh, a massage, uh, treat yourself nice. However, in my view and uh, in my character's view is uh, that uh, meaning of love when you really uh, manage to um, Find, uh, find yourself with somebody at that high level uh, that you feel that that person is you and you are them. You find yourself a version of yourself in that person and the only way to survive that connection is the other. You do not uh, have the possibility to escape any relationship. It could be a basic one. It could be a very deep one unless you have some feelings, some energy that is involved in that connection. And everything that teaches you via that connection is about love, in my view. Absolutely, absolutely. You start out in your book talking about the importance of eyes. That's how you make the connection first. The eyes, of course, are always known as the windows to the soul. Tell me a little bit of what you see in a person's eyes and why that connection is so important with you. It's like a way to the other one, but a way to yourself as well. It's like you dive deep uh, uh, in, uh, inside of the other person, if they will let you, if those uh, windows are going to be open, because sometimes you look in somebody's eyes and you see nothing, you don't connect, you look, uh, don't have the opportunity to see the colors of the soul of the other person. However, sometimes they do let you inside because it is meant to be that way because uh, they find the peace of their own soul in you. So the connection is automatically, yeah? Mm -hmm. It's like when you try to go to internet on internet and the connection is happening. Mm -hmm. So it is important. I think it's like a written book behind our eyes we don't even know about it sometimes it has secrets that we don't uh, we are not even aware about but uh, in the moment we connect with each other and we let ourselves naked vulnerable fragile in front of the other one and let ourselves open you can see in somebody's uh, uh, human being via the eyes opening those uh, windows and uh, let yourself uh, uh, go with the flow Absolutely. And hence the title, The Land of My Naked Soul. So that means more than, of course, being physically naked, but it means being vulnerable and open to the other person so you can achieve intimacy, I presume. Exactly. That's the, the correct word. And it fits to this description. You cannot achieve intimacy if you don't let yourself be vulnerable. Fragile, you might be hurt. You might get hurt out of uh, the connection. 
but uh, everything is meant to happen for your growth, for your own self-development, for your own uh, recognition as an individual and then as a part of a world where everybody is actually the same. We are one. People mistake, though, intimacy with sex. They feel if they're having sex with a person, they're intimate with the person. But that's not necessarily true. The intimacy comes through revealing yourself and letting the person inside to know your strength and, and weaknesses, correct? Correct. Uh, sex is something that animals do as well. I'm not sure they have intimacy, though. <laughs> I have not been in their skin, but I'm not sure they have intimacy, though. It could be in some, uh, uh, we, we've watched a lot of uh, uh, movies and videos where we see that uh, animals uh, do act like a family. They do act as a, uh, together as a, a flock and uh, they uh, survive to the, uh, of this world. But on the other side, if you think about it, it's only about survival. Sex is a need. Sex is a, a, a basic need, an animal instinct that is inside of you. Uh, you have to follow it. Uh, not in any circumstances, but it's good, it's healthy, it's a must to have in any connections, if you have to, uh, if you ask me. But intimacy is something different. It's not just passion, it's not just the burning fire that you feel, it's actually a level of connection that you feel with the other one until from two you become one. Because he's you or she's you and you are them. And it's not possible to do that unless you open yourself, unless you let yourself be vulnerable, unless you, you are going to say, yes, I'm going to take it, I'm going to grab it, I'm going to dive deep, no matter what the risk might are, because you feel the danger, you feel it is there, you feel it might break your heart, but you do it anyway. And this is where the element of trust comes in, because you really have to trust that person to truly achieve intimacy, correct? Trust is uh, a very big uh, word, uh, and I think it's the basic uh, way of uh, surviving this planet. You have to trust to go to a store. You have to trust to go to um, uh, have a podcast and talk to the other one and uh, know that this is going to happen. You have to talk uh, about trust when you connect with a stranger in, uh, in a, uh, on a bus. Uh, you have to talk about trust uh, from basic level of trust to high level of trust when you involve trust in a connection, relationship, marriage, etc. So trust indeed is, uh, is something that is needed. However, in my opinion, uh, what drives me, for example, uh, in my case, this is not just about trust. It's uh, an intuition that mm -hmm. I have to go there. It's a feeling. It's, it's something beyond... Uh, uh, my power of understanding sometimes I just know is right even if it feels uh, it looks wrong sometimes I know right. I have to go in that direction so it's uh, not just uh, a rational decision that you make I'm going to trust uh, this process but it's also based on uh, uh, some intuition some inside feeling that says just do it jump <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the tricky part, because you say it's not necessarily a rational decision. And that's very true. There's nothing rational about love. There's nothing that rational about falling into love with a certain person. It's kind of chemistry. It's a connection. It's nuance. It's un intangibles. So that's why this is a complicated land, as you say in your book, right? Exactly. It's not like you can follow 
the GPS and it takes you where uh, you have to be. <laughs> right. It's more like, uh, okay, uh, I know I have to be there. I'm just going to figure it out how. Uh, sometimes uh, you have the, the, they call it luck. I would uh, say that he's the right person at the right time mm -hmm. guiding you. You have those uh, people who are meant to come uh, into your life to just give you a message. If you have your soul in the uh, ears and eyes wide open, you're going to identify the sign. And if you follow the sign, it's going to be a very interesting, beautiful journey. You just have to learn that language call it universe, call it God, whatever. Everybody is free to, to call it in uh, whichever uh, way they want to do it. But if you learn how to do that, uh, it's like a movie when exactly on the right time, something happens to take you where you are supposed to be, if you have faith as well. Exactly. When you least expect it, expect it. That's kind of part of the fun and the process. And the fact that it's not rational, that's what makes love fun, makes it different from everything else. I notice on your cover, you have a lioness. And I think that's a little symbolic of you. You say you like the hunt in your book as well. I think most people, if they're honest, they do like the hunt. They'll say, I don't want to play games. I just want to get into a relationship. But if you immediately get into a relationship like this, the intrigue is gone. So tell sure. me about the importance of the hunt to you and to other people who are on the quest for love. I think, uh, as uh, you mentioned, everybody has this basic hunting instinct in them. They just, sometimes maybe they don't recognize it. Uh, sometimes maybe they think it's uh, too basic, too animal, uh, too uh, uh, wild and uh, too scary. Sometimes it could be scary, right? Uh, it's uh, so intense, such an intense feeling that uh, it could uh, go beyond your uh, uh, rational ways of uh, planning your life. Um, however, yes, lioness is a symbol, is uh, also my uh, Leo sign. I feel it, it's in me, it's there from every uh, perspective. And um, looking uh, at uh, not just uh, me and the character of the book, but also other people around me, they all have it in them. You can see it in their eyes when they go into a room and you can see how by instinct they try to search something they don't have or maybe something they have, but they still want to have, or something they want to uh, have in their future. So it, it's there. Uh, you just have to uh, in, interpret a, a little bit the body language, to look in the, the eyes, the hands, the way of walking, the way of uh, acting, smiling, and so on. And you will identify it's there. And it's a beautiful game. It's a game of love. Uh, it's uh, fiery, it's burning. Uh, I think it would be a pity and I would strongly recommend also for women, not just for men, because maybe it comes, it comes more natural for men, but I think mm -hmm. for women is something to still to be discovered. Uh, some women really uh, prefer that kind of stable relationship, but as you said, at some point it could be too stable. Right. <laughs> so could be that uh, you need to bring uh, back uh, the, the game and uh, the hunting uh, mode uh, on. Because um, this is what we are. We have to recognize that either we do that or uh, at some point, uh, unfortunately, we look somewhere else. Right, right. And that's what it's going to say to you. So what happens after the hunt? You see that special someone across the crowded room on a wonderful evening. You get the courage up. You speak to him or her. You connect. You go out. You have this wonderful storybook relationship for the first six months. 
maybe a year. And then the hunt is over. She's yours you or she's the, yours. What's that? You have to bring the drama on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can uh, bring some intrigue to your relationship. Um, then you, you always have to find together. And that, that is the most beautiful thing, right? You found each other. Uh, therefore, you need to uh, have um, something unique uh, that, that happened. However, how do you move on? Yeah? You move on by trying to reach the next level. But this time, you're not alone. You are in two. This time, you are more powerful. This time, you can hunt together. This time, you can conquer the world if you want. You just have to reach for the next uh, level. And when you are an individual and you try to develop yourself, you do recognize that limit, that boundaries that makes you... Uh, afraid of what's going to come, but you still do it into the challenges that you have to do it together. And maybe you are ready, the other one is not. So the intrigue, the passion, the, the challenge and the drama comes exactly from that because it could be two different stages of development and the challenge is to bring them, uh, uh, both uh, partners in the same uh, uh, spot so they can uh, go to the next level, the next comfort zone, which could be uh, meaning more than what used to be. Are very passionate relationships more problematic, more unstable? What do you um, think? I think my opinion is they look that way, but mm -hmm. if you uh, look uh, from, they look that way from the eyes of a person who looks for stability and no drama, no stress, no, because mm -hmm. it does bring uh, um, uh, yeah, a dose of uh, stress and in order to manage that is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. I also uh, write in, in my books, love is not really for everybody. You can't handle it. It's better to just keep yourself on your uh, development uh, um, uh, journey, but uh, don't try to involve others because it could be a mess as well. However, mess or not, it's meant to take you where you are meant to, uh, to arrive. So it is um, from the distance, if you look as an observer, um, it's more like, I would say, when you play a game with different levels, you mm -hmm. know, you play a game or video game on, <laughs> on a computer, it could be very intriguing. Next level, you have to, to fight with the enemy or a dragon or <laughs> whatever. Sometimes you need to save the princess or the prince. It depends. Sometimes the prince needs to be saved. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, it, it's... For me, it's 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 uh, it's a game with uh, big children. Absolutely. Now, here's another question that kind of lends itself: Is monogamy a natural state for people? Are we meant to just have one person in our life that we have a happily ever after with? Well, what are your thoughts? I know it's there's not a definitive question. You'll answer. You'll get different answers from different people, but you know, you've literally written the book here. So let me see what you think about monogamy and relationships. I think um, some would be tempted to say that it's not natural. However, me, uh, maybe due to my uh, Leo sign or not, I don't know. I'm one of the most loyal uh, persons that uh, could exist on this planet. If the relationship is worth, if I didn't feel that uh, it reached its end, if I know that uh, we can develop together, if there is potential, there is a big if for that. So monogamy doesn't come as, yeah, I value marriage and I'm not against it. And uh, maybe sometimes I will experience that again. Uh, but uh, with that vow, I am I'm not in agreement that we should say just, yeah, forever and ever. 
Now, there should be a need there. Right. If we develop, if uh, it's working, if uh, we see that uh, we reached our comfort zone and then we can go to the next one uh, together. Because uh, otherwise, um, you are going to act like the animal that you have inside of you and you are going to reach for the next person. It is mm. what it is. It can't be... Um, it, it's realistic to think it's a way. Otherwise, uh, if work is not involved here in the relationship, because that is actually what is about as well. It's not just about passion, uh, feelings, and uh, so on. It's also about uh, putting uh, an amount of work to develop together, like as you would do with, uh, yeah, with your own job. Right. It's going to be an if. From yeah. my opinion, it has to be there right. in small modes. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely and you know it's different in different cultures i mean i think in some cultures people will have a mistress or someone and still be in a relationship and uh so they're actually compartmentalizing the different parts of their lives so uh it's a complicated land as you say um and but this is where you said controlling your animal instincts is important if you truly love this person if you truly care for this person then you need to put aside whatever attraction you might have for someone else and focus on the person you love and the person you're committed to so i guess that's where commitment comes in exactly and i think i am convinced of the fact that uh, this passion attraction and so on for somebody else it, it is not going to occur unless uh, something is missing from your current uh, relationship i am mm. a person that takes uh, the partners one at a time you can't be maybe some others could be but I, you can't be focused uh, it's too much energy to involved in that it's uh, it's not the same level of energy so it depending it depends uh, on what uh, you are looking for because it could be also, I wrote a book about that as well. It could be also that you are just in a hunting mode and you just want to experience, you want to connect, you want to see uh, what exactly uh, this uh, uh, means uh, to, to really go for it and have no feelings involved and just do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I believe that um, you can't be uh, in love with two persons on, uh, in the same time, for example. That's, that's not possible. Right. From my right. Yeah, yeah I, I can certainly see that. Do you believe in love at first sight? This is something people write about, something people seem to feel. Uh, they meet a person on a special night, they feel like they fall in love with that person. So what are your thoughts on that? Love at first sight. I believe in love before the sight. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning sometimes, you know, something major in your life is going to happen. If you are really connected uh, with yourself and with your uh, soul, the energy, you, you feel it. You know, that is going to come. It's going to be like a big wave that is going to hit you. Mm -hmm. uh, you just need to identify the person. And sometimes you, you find that person. Uh, maybe at the beginning, uh, uh, you will be like, okay, not this one. But then you turn around again and it is going to be that person. So, yes, I believe uh, I believe in this concept. As far as building a relationship goes, how important is communication? Very important. I think it's the key. Uh, and I experienced and learned that myself pretty late in, the, in uh, my own journey. Um, sometimes uh, you tend to say that uh, it should be uh, communication should be just uh, a basic level, but uh, actually it's it's more than that. Sometimes it could be also telepathic. You you 
do meet that type of person, you don't need to use too many words. They, you just know the way they are thinking. They, uh, they know the way you are thinking and you just act upon it. Uh, but in order to solve, life is hard. In order to solve uh, all uh, the disagreements, uh, misunderstandings, uh, we are now in the position that we can have uh, relationships with different uh, cultures, uh, people from different countries. Everybody is looking at the same object uh, in a different way. So mm-hmm. you need to, to come to uh, in the middle and discuss the way you see uh, the, the problem, if there is any problem, and try to find the resolution for that uh, topic. It's uh, not uh, easy, and it, um, I think it's critical in a relationship to have that. You have to develop those skills. And if I were to think to the question that you put me last time about uh, uh, social media, all sorts of apps that have been um, uh, developed uh, during COVID, especially, mm-hmm. that was a big, major, critical uh, uh, thing to have communication if you want to take me out where out didn't even mean going really right. out because of COVID. so you had to communicate you had to develop those skills right it doesn't work otherwise <laughs> absolutely men have more of a problem with this than women i believe men tend to withdraw when they're hurt or withdraw when they're angry and shut down and kind of walk away so that's a important message i think for our male listeners to uh, pay attention to well, uh, women could be that way as well. Okay. <laughs> I am that way as well. Uh, if uh, um, I get to the point that I really reached um, uh, that high level of anger, uh, sometimes I act upon it. When I was younger, I used to do that. But now I uh, believe that the best way to do that is to give each other space. Everybody should go in its corner, his or own corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after a while, me, I communicate uh, way easier also via writing. That actually inspires me. You, after a fight, I'll probably go and write an article because mm-hmm. it inspired me. And this is how you heal. But then again, you do have to come to the round table again and try to discuss the issue. Um, the method doesn't really matter. It's just uh, you have to open up. If you put everything under the, the carpet, it might not work. It, it will come back at some point. When it comes to relationships, do you believe marriage should be the goal? Marriage is not really a goal. Uh, you know, when it's, it is for young uh, girls uh, from my generation, it was like a goal. It was seen uh, like that because you had to get married until a certain age. You had to have children until a certain age. Uh, you had to have a career until a certain age. The pressure was on and the pressure was high because uh, sometimes if you were 30 years old and you, you were not married, it was still a question mark there. But I learned that actually uh, marriage itself uh, should be a choice. It's not really a goal. If uh, uh, you are happy as being uh, single, um, I experienced that for 13 years. It's nothing wrong with that. Although the society will put the pressure on you mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because of that. But then again, uh, marry should be a choice like uh, you would choose any other uh, thing for which you have passion for. Um, try to think uh, about maybe the, the comparison now would be rough, but uh, marriage means work as well so look at it as a passionate job that you would like to, to do it or not um, but in the same time you have to bring uh, love on the table this time 
And love uh, is, is a major and important criteria. Sex as well is not going to work. A marriage is not going to work without uh, that. Uh, I'm not talking about when you are going to be uh, 90 years old. Yeah, I'm talking about uh, the, <laughs> right. the, the other ages, but uh, um, it's, it's, it's a package. And uh, this is why you have to be very much aware of uh, your choice when you are making it. You say yes to the choice, but then you, can guarantee, you can't guarantee that it's going to take you where you think you are going to go with that uh, concept. It's interesting, and you talked about growing up. You also talk in your book about how you're raised in your religious background and how that affected your relationship. Um, that is a real factor for a lot of people, how they're programmed early on, what they're supposed to do, what is expected of them. And that can be positive, but it also can have a negative impact as well. How do you see balancing how you're raised, morals, values, your religion, and forging a relationship? When I started to write at my first book, uh, actually uh, in my blog, exactly to meditate on that, because I was uh, experiencing a divorce, something that you should not experience um, according to uh, the, the country that I, I, I am coming from. Yeah, it was still something strange in the family, in the connections, friendships, and so on. You will get isolated because of that uh, if you are not part of the married people. Yeah, you will see you go in the bar, you are single or married. It's, uh, it's a difference mm -hmm. there. Um, and, but uh, then again, the balance comes uh, from finding your inner happiness. And the moment you do not care anymore of what the noise around you uh, is uh, saying. Because uh, the moment you are going to feel at uh, peace with yourself, you are going to understand uh, looking uh, from a, a very different perspective, a very high level at uh, your own self. It's really not about the others. It's just about you. It's about the, the journey you have. It's about your own choices and it's about uh, uh, your own uh, way of experiencing love. Some will experience it in a marriage forever and ever. Some will experience it in more than one marriage. Some will just experience it by, by themselves because this is how it's going. But uh, balance is something that should not come from the outside. It should be searched inside of you. We have a lot of work, a lot of meditation, music, uh, trips uh, inside of your soul, outside of your soul, and so on. But uh, connect with your soul and try to find uh, what is the answer to the question, what is my purpose on this planet? Why mm. am I here? Right. That's an important question. It's a question we're all trying to figure out as we go along, and we piece yeah. our puzzles together the best we can. I think the pressures of religion and society have lessened over the years. Uh, I remember when I got divorced, you know, 20 years ago or so, uh, I was Roman Catholic. I was the first in my family to be divorced. It was uh, a lot to deal with on that level. While I was kind of relieved I was getting out of a bad relationship, I was put under the pressure of, you know, you failed. Yeah. And People will say to you when they hear you're divorced and they'll say something like, oh, I'm sorry, like they hear about a death. And, uh, you know, sometimes being divorced is like a rebirth, that you're very happy to be out of a bad relationship. And if you were committed to the relationship, by the time that relationship ends, and if you take marriage seriously, 
you are very happy to be out of the relationship. So things have changed. I, I think it's better for people because they're not put under those stresses. Exactly. And my, my, my own experience uh, taught me that it's better to uh, get rid of those negative energies. Uh, it's better to just go alone on the journey if the, there is nobody that really understands your choices or uh, at least empathizes with your choices. Because keeping those persons around you in that moment when you are going through your major transformation, because divorce is a transformation, you are going down not because you failed, you are going down because you have uh, things, uh, wounds inside of you that are trying to come up and you have to solve them somehow. You have to heal them somehow. And sometimes we do not know. This is why we, we chose to, okay, I'm going to uh, give up to this relationship, which sometimes is very toxic one. So you have to, uh, to choose what's best for you. But uh, these endings are the beginnings. And people outside do not understand that if they have basic view on marriage uh, that you you have to stay in that marriage no matter what they will not understand that and they will put on unnecessary pressure on you and that is very damaging it could be very damaging i experienced it uh, and i lost friends i lost uh, part of my family back then uh, they will come back when right. you will be in the good spot again <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and the people who truly care for you who truly are your friends who truly love you will uh, be with you through thick and thin. They're certainly not going to uh, cast you aside because of something they might not agree with. Let's turn to a uh, question from a viewer. When it comes to relationships, is more better? Do you become more highly skilled the more you date? And does that positively or negatively impact relationships? What say you? Definitely. You become more skilled in uh, feeling, uh, smelling, touching, uh, hunting the other one uh, without too much uh, uh, chaos around this game. Sometimes when you are 20, you act in a total different way when comparing to when you are going to be 40 at that game. Uh, sometimes uh, it is indeed a disadvantage because you know too much. So the game ends from the beginning. <laughs> you already you already know where that could take you. So you, you might choose not to not to go there. Uh, it takes a little bit from the innocence and the the, the, the pureness of the soul that you have when you are uh, in a teenager uh, uh, phase, let's say like that. However, every single uh, learn uh, thing that you learned about this hunting uh, game and the skills that you 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 have now you develop, it uh, they are meant to give you uh, the power to go to the next level. Therefore, maybe you are not going to attract the same uh, people you used to attract ten years ago, but you are definitely going to attract something better. So, I would say it's more positive than negative. Right. And I guess it, it's like any game. You become skilled at chess. You know certain moves work, right? I mean, not to you sound... a higher challenge. More yeah. than more you develop, more you, you, your standards are, are going to be up. And you need something more. And sometimes you need to wait more because of that. Because you're not going to find it uh, that, uh, that fast anymore. Absolutely. Here's another viewer question. High school sweethearts, is their love deeper? Somebody who meets somebody that they knew as a 
teenager, let's say that very first relationship of yours had worked out and there hadn't been the rest of your life in between as far as love and relationships go, would that be great? Would that be not so great? I mean, I, I know we're asking a lot of you here, but what, do, what are your thoughts? Um, I have already the answer because I already experienced that. I had the why question in my head uh, for, for 10 years. Uh, that uh, that question haunted me for 10 years. And even if I was uh, married already, I would be like, what if, why, why did that end? What if we, we, we would have made another choice? Uh, attracting um, the, the type of relationship, it depends on us. So the moment you have in your thoughts the question, at some point you, the answer will come. You just have to be patient. In my, in my case came after 10 years, uh, I was going uh, already through the divorce and I had the opportunity to meet my sweetheart uh, from uh, high school. But I uh, already saw uh, as well, it was not what it used to be. <laughs> so the, the answer came already that what if actually uh, is uh, just a hunting question that your brain uh, is uh, putting it uh, there. But... Uh, it's not really a soul matter, I would say. Sometimes it could be. Uh, after 20 years, you meet the person that um, you knew uh, back then. Uh, but then again, uh, uh, if you developed and you developed extremely fast comparing to the other person, you will not connect anymore. Mm. If you are on the same level of development, let's say it's like going to a different school. But when mm. you meet again, you find mm. yourself again. Uh, yeah, it could be possible that you continue. But it's not because it was what people say it's meant to be he or she was meant to be. It's because you just developed uh, and finally you can connect and even stronger maybe than mm. before. That could be possible. But mm, no, it's love is love. As I said, you can love so many people in such uh, in so many different ways. It's really not uh, a good idea to get stuck on uh, one type of love. Absolutely. And that brings us to our next question. You hear the phrase, my one and only. Is there really my one and only? What are your thoughts? They are all, all my one and only because <laughs> they are you. They are part of you. They reflected something that you were at that time. It can't be, uh, you can't be in a denial and say, oh, they were nothing actually. But, oh, yes, they were. They were at that stage. They were part uh, of... Uh, what you are supposed to be and denying them is denying you. So uh, I think everybody's the one, uh, everybody that uh, you connect with uh, in a deeper uh, relationship is the one. Uh, the only one that they prefer to, to say, it's again connected to the marriage idea. Mm -hmm. Because they say, if I got married with this person, then you it must have been the one. <laughs> right. But actually, you just finally got to that stage, in my opinion, uh, that you finally shaped yourself beautiful like a diamond. Somebody now recognizes you, has the same type of diamond inside yourself, and you just uh, bring yourselves together. There is no one and all. There are many. It would be a shame to be just one and only because uh, this, this world is beautiful. We should experience more. Absolutely. There are beautiful countries, there are beautiful seas, there are beautiful mountains. There's a lot than just one beautiful place. There's a lot more than just one person who's right for you. And that's comforting for someone who is going through a breakup. 
I think it's interesting because you're talking about people having the marriage paradigm and marriage as a goal in mind. I think most couples don't realize marriage is not a goal. Marriage is not an end. It is a beginning. And that's really where the hard work begins in keeping that relationship, a loving relationship and a good, healthy relationship. Exactly, because um, at some point uh, you have so much uh, other external factors coming in and uh, disturbing that balance that you thought uh, that you have when, once you got married. Uh, now you have to continuously work and this work starts with yourself, self-improvement, continuously checking uh, boxes uh, where you had uh, a wound, where you had uh, a flaw, where you had uh, something that uh, it's a scratch, a scratch on your soul and you have to see what that is about because it will reflect on the other one. Um, and uh, being like a mirror to each other um, is going to shake the boat if you are not uh, paying attention and let yourself uh, in the, the, the flow of uh, work, uh, life, stress and so on. So it's not a goal, it's continuous improvement, continuous development and the scope, if I would be to go to search for a scope, would be uh, the balance, uh, the inner happiness, no matter which type of relationships you are going to experience. If you were to offer a first aid kit to someone who's going through a bad breakup, what would you say the essential elements are? What must he or she do to get over that broken heart? Nothing lasts forever. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, whatever the feeling, the burning feeling that it's inside of them. Sometimes it could be they feel it in their chest. Sometimes they feel it in their body, in their mind, in their whole human being. Nothing lasts forever. It is not meant to, uh, to leave you there unless you want to stay there. You have to move on, to move through that hell, to really push yourself every single day to, to search answers. Why did that happen? What is the scope of it? What can you use as an opportunity to develop? and use that pain in, uh, in uh, your own benefit to create something. Maybe you create uh, like a masterpiece, you create a song, you create a book, you create uh, a new relationship out of it, a rebound relationship, wherever that is, move forward because it doesn't stop there. It can't, only if you want to stop that. Only if you want to uh, sit there, uh, you can sit there and cry forever or you can get up uh, yeah, uh, put some uh, uh, smiley face on and uh, fight it on because, uh, because you have to move on. You have to discover yourself. It's not the end. I think you made the first point very, very well in the beginning of our interview is self-love is the most important thing. So after you've gone through a big breakup, I'd imagine self-love, self-care, Surrounding yourself with friends and people who do love you, all of that is very, very important. And so many people do not let go. I think they almost want to keep the passion alive in some level. And that passion might be a very negative energy once the breakup happens. But uh, it's important to focus on what's good in your life and what you will build next and to take some time to grieve, of course, like you would over a person who died, I, would, I presume. Yes, uh, it's, it's a very painful process, but uh, 
you don't shape a, a diamond by uh, simply looking at it. Uh, it's it's a process. You cut it. That cut in the real life can uh, can hurt a lot. Uh, however, it's not uh, meant to kill you. It's meant to be, to to transform you. And um, it could be also the mind that plays an important role here, because if you let your mind um, taking the control of your own uh, soul, heart, body, is going to be a disaster in progress. Uh, unloading, yeah, uh, it's it's not going to be a, a good experience, and it's going to be very hard to come back from the dark hole that where mind takes you. Use the mind as uh, the the in in the service of the heart try to find the answers on the other way around not uh, in a uh, just in a rational uh, mode the relationship uh, ended but i want it back uh, because uh, passion was there this is um, i've been there i've done that uh, i i was thinking uh, is this obsession is this addiction what what exactly is that why am i coming back why am i doing this mm -hmm. when uh, I knew that it shouldn't be that way, but sometimes it's such a mix of uh, feelings of uh, feeling guilty, feeling that you failed, feeling uh, your mind and your ego is telling, go back, go back. Actually, you have to move forward. You have to uh, let it go uh, because uh, also there is a big saying and it's not mine. You know, once you let it go and somebody comes back in your life, well, that means you have to experience something else on a different level but you need to develop yourself in the meantime. Right. And I also don't think you can be a love in love alone. You can't be in love alone. So if you feel the relationship was good and didn't want it to end, you probably were missing some signs that your partner wasn't connected like he or she should have been and that you deserve more, that you deserve to be happy. You deserve love. You deserve to have the relationship that, uh, a wonderful person like each one of us deserves. It's an interesting point, uh, what uh, you just said, because in my opinion is that we do not attract something that is not already inside of us. Meaning if we attracted a, a, a relationship that was just based on sex and we started to feel used is because at the beginning of the relationship for sure you had this thought in the back of your mind that this is what you can handle this is what you are this is what you want to experience but then you develop and you want something else that person in front of you if they do not go through the same development process they have different uh, journey they will frustrate you and they you will start to feel used because uh, oh my god i want something more but you don't give it to me it wasn't meant to be given. It was meant to leave what you wanted actually in the back of uh, your mind to experience. So we have to find the answers inside of us. We are all beautiful. We are all wonderful. But uh, be very much aware of the fact that actually they were uh, your own mirror. So if you experience something, it's because you are that way. You wanted that. So after it's gone, uh, gone it means you are ready for the next level. You can't Absolutely. go back. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about your work. Are you working on a new book now? Yes. Tell me yes. about that. What, whatever I'm you can working. share. Yes, I'm going to give a sneak peek. Um, I'm not sure as always where this will take me because I never know where my books uh, take me. Uh, however, I definitely know that uh, 
um, the character that has been involved in the four books uh, is coming uh, again, is coming up again in this uh, book. It's uh, very much focused uh, uh, on uh, the main topic, love, but this time it involves the idea of family as well. And the, the constellation of a family, the, the, what uh, the family actually uh, could um, uh, bring uh, in a connection that you have with some other, uh, the positive and the negatives, the background, and uh, how do you uh, fight uh, that uh, feeling to take yourself out uh, from that uh, dynamics and create your own uh, constellation, your own legacy. So I think it takes me to that direction. That's a wonderful I concept. Think, I like it already. Tell me about writing The Land of My Naked Soul. Was that therapeutic for you? Was that, you know, a time to be introspective and learn about yourself? I'd imagine it was a great time of discovery. It was indeed a great time of discovery. Uh, and uh, it was meant uh, to, to bring out the messages and the information that I had inside. But I didn't know uh, what exactly that was about. So um, it uh, started as a, as a diary, but then uh, uh, it created some characters as well. Um, and I noticed that it brings me to a happy place each time I write another chapter, another chapter. And then what I definitely noticed was that people around me were vibing with those, uh, those uh, chapters because I firstly put them out there. And this is how I do as well. I put part of the books on the blog uh, for people to read. And then I gather all the, 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 the chapters and put them together and I create the book as well. Uh, and I saw that it's healing for somebody else also. Oh, so that was uh, what I was going through. You, you are so right. I, I experienced the same. And I realized actually everybody's experiencing the same thing at some point. It's nothing new for yourself. It's not just for you. It's just the way, uh, the attitude that you have uh, on that uh, topic is what makes you unique. But the experiences are quite more or less the same for everybody, if they choose to, to uh, live that. Absolutely, and that's what I like best about reading, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, is that you discover characters who are going through just what you're going through, thinking just what you are thinking or felt just what you felt. The name of the book is The Land of My Naked Soul, an exciting journey on the wonderful and complicated land of love. We've been speaking with Loveheimer. It's been a fantastic conversation. I think we've answered a lot of your questions. If you want to know more about her and her work, download her book on Kindle, purchase it on Amazon. It's well worth the money. It's a terrific read. Loveheimer, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you very much. It was an honor and a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. And I'm Logan Crawford. Until next time on The Right Way.